My name is Keith Beavers, and I just found out there's more trees on Earth than there are stars in the Milky Way. What? What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Pair Podcasting Network? This is the Wine 101 Podcast. I am Keith Beavers, and that means I am the tastings director of Vine Pair. What is what was that? Today we're talking about a word that you may not know, but you may have heard, and if you haven't heard about it, now you're gonna know it's called oulage. There's a few meanings for it, but it really boils down to one thing. We're gonna get into it. Okay, cool. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by Mark West. The U.S. has been obsessed with Pinot Noir since 2004. I mean, before that, but, you know, the movie. And it continues to be one of the most popular wines on the market today. You'd be hard-pressed to find a better Pinot Noir with this level of balance than Mark West's, especially at this price, less than $15. Okay. Now, this word, oulage, This is one of those terms where it depends on where you are in your journey of wine in that this is a word that pops up as you get deeper and deeper and deeper down the wine rabbit hole. When you learn all these different terms and all these different words and all this stuff, oulage pops up. And when it does pop up, it's a little confusing because it does have various meanings, but it's all wrapped around one big meaning which I'm going to get into. Before we talk about the word, let's talk about evaporation in wine. Huh, wine lovers? Let's talk about evaporation. This is awesome. I love this kind of science. Evaporation is caused by the loss of liquid stored in a wine barrel while it's going through barrel maturation, maturation, mature, maturing, while it's maturing in barrel, what happens is, this is so, it's not a, it's kind of a little bit of science, but it's kind of a fun little bit of science, is that water is the principal uh, uh, component or constituent of wine. And what it does is it diffuses through the small pores of oak, and then eventually it reaches the outer surface of the stave of that barrel, And then it evaporates into the atmosphere. Evaporation. And for those of you wondering, yes, alcohol does also evaporate in the same process, but at a much slower, very minute, comparative rate. Because this process of diffusion to evaporation into atmosphere, and the reason why water does it faster is because There is, okay, get ready, it's kind of an intense little term here. There is a concentration gradient of water in a wine barrel. All that means is there's more molecules of water than there is of another molecule like alcohol. So basically, water is like, I'm ready to evaporate into the atmosphere. And the atmosphere is like, well, we have to worry about humidity first. Then we can talk about whether you're going to do it and how fast you're going to do it, okay? And because there's more water coming into contact with the stave than alcohol, as the humidity changes, it affects this, which will eventually affect wine quality. So if there is a high humidity, 
that will slow down the net transfer of water from the barrel interior to the atmosphere. If the cellar is dry, the opposite will happen and the rate of transfer into the atmosphere will be more rapid. So what's happening here is as this process is progressing, the amount of liquid in a wine barrel begins to decrease. And when that happens, a space opens up between the staves and the top of the wine. There's a, there's a pocket of air there. And in this pocket of air, if the barrel is closed properly with a bung, a plastic stopper that goes into the top of the hole of the barrel, and no oxygen is allowed inside the barrel, that air that is, you know, what is replaced, I should say, is, or I should say are, water, alcohol vapors, and trace elements of carbon dioxide that was created during the fermentation process that went back into the wine. Now, if that's happening and no oxygen is interfering with all that awesomeness, the wine will continue to age and do its thing in the barrel without the influence of oxygen starting to break it down. Because the thing is, if there is oxygen, of, oxygen available in that sort of vacuum of loss, that environment could possibly begin to form something called acetobacter, which is a acid that will eventually turn wine into vinegar. So how do you prevent that? Well, when it comes to barrels and this phenomenon, what winemakers will do is between twice a week and once a month and anywhere in between, depending on the variety, the winemaker, the, the, the climate, the, the, the humidity, all this stuff will top up the barrel. That word, that term topping up is what oulage is. Oulage is derived from the French word oulage, which means to top up. Huh, that's pretty simple. And topping up a barrel, along with low storage temperatures and good acidity levels in general in the wine, and in a, a good appropriate use and moderation of sulfur dioxide to actually control bacteria development, are all ways to ensure a sound wine is being made and that no oxygen is creating bacteria that's going to mess with the final product. And sometimes when a, a barrel is topped up, it's topped up to the point where when you put the bung back in, wine spills out of the barrel. You're really trying to minimize that pocket of air. And if you go to wine cellars when they do wine tours, sometimes you'll see barrels that have these red stains on them. It, it comes from a lot of things, but it also comes from that. And as far as where the wine comes from to top off, Winemakers that anticipate this process will actually have wine of the same provenance on hand, whether it's in a barrel itself, whether it's in stainless steel or whatever, they're going to have wine. And if it's not the wine, it's a close, it's a, it's close and it's not a lot it's just to top up the barrel in stainless steel. They'll sometimes shock it with inert gas to stop oxygen from, infecting anything in that way. And 
as far as just a little little note here, as far as barrels are concerned, this evaporation, diffusion evaporation process happens faster with new barrels because those barrels pores are just ready to be filled up. You know, older barrels have been used before. They don't have as much porous nature. So newer barrels have to be topped up more often. So that's oulage when it comes to barrels. But the word oulage, it all kind of revolves around this idea because the other various meanings of oulage are, well, it's the process of evaporation. It's also used for the term of the headspace left in the container or barrel. It's called the headspace or the oulage space. And when a barrel has that space, it's called the wine is on oulage. So there's, you know, so it's kind of like all over the place. And this is what you might have heard out there in the world is the word is also used for any space in a stoppered bottle, basically a wine bottle, bottle with a cork in it or a cap, that does not contain wine. And often during the bottling line process, more of this inert gas will be injected into the bottles so that the resulting oulage or headspace between the top of the wine and the bottom of the cork has as little oxygen as possible. Now, I don't know if you've listened to my TCA or my, the cork taint episode, but this is that little spot sometimes. And again, science hasn't figured it out because it's really hard to, but they believe that in this oulage, if oxygen isn't completely taken out, or even if it is, I don't really know, but this is where they believe some the, the cork taint 2,4,6-trichloroanisole can develop as it interacts with the chlorophenol in the corks used to sanitize the cork. It's a whole thing. Go ahead and just listen to that episode. I explained it all for you. But this is oulage. It's just one word that describes the headspace of a barrel, the headspace in a wine bottle. It's the word used for topping off this process of winemaking. Oh, and last but not least, if a bottle or a barrel is not fully full, it's called oulaged. So, it's a little bit confusing, but just know everything about this word has to do with the space between a container and the top of a wine and what goes on in that space and how to make sure that that space is clear and clean enough so it does not produce the nasty stuff, acetobacter, that stuff that really, really brings a wine from soundness and starts aging it so fast it turns to vinegar. And a little fun fact is the depth of... The depth of this oulage in a wine bottle is usually 0.2 to 0.4 inches for some expansion if the ambient temperature exceeds 68 degrees Fahrenheit. And also, corks do absorb wine in a bottle. Another little fun fact that the result is a drop in about 7 millimeters, but it takes 10 years to do that. And last but not least, all of this I'm talking about oulage headspaces, the loss and all this, this is mainly for wine that is, well, the, the, the term is fine wine, but that just means wines that are built to age because you're going to see out there when you find older bottles, if the oulage is too short, too, 
it goes down as time goes on. So after 10 years, seven millimeters. After 10 more years, another seven millimeters. That's happening in the bottle. I've seen bottles that are all the way almost down to the roundness of the neck. So if you see the oulage is too old on an old bottle, red flags. And you can pretty much guarantee something is not right in that bottle of wine. I mean, if you're not buying it and it was gifted to you or you just have it and you can open it, go ahead and open it and see for yourself to see how the wine has done. There are certain wines like Sauterne and Port and Madeira that can have a reduction of oulage and not be affected because those wines are like magic, aging for like ever. So that's oulage. You're going to hear about it. Now you know everything about it. Even like small little facts like 0.2 to 0.4 inches. That's pretty cool, right? Next week, let's get intense. We're going to talk about tannins. Woo! Get ready. Vine Pear Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. Ian J. Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pairs Wine 101. Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide spectrum of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wine. Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but this is a wine podcast. Whether you are new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. Visit thebarrelroom.com today to find your next favorite, where shipping is available.